Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back to the show, and Mike Kelly, the voice of the Tigers, will be with us at the bottom of the hour. What a win for Missouri. I know we talked a lot about SLU, but we'll get into the Tigers with Michael coming up here at 1130. Win over Alabama, 92-86. And I know Mizzou fans because I grew up one. And I know that it's always a great day when Mizzou wins and Kansas loses. Always, always, always. And Kansas lost yesterday. So did Duke. Uh, So let's talk about both of those. So second-ranked Duke lost at Cameron to Miami. The final there was 76-74. Cameron McGusty was the player for Miami winning at Cameron. He hit a hanging layup in traffic with 22.8 seconds left, and Miami survived a final play shot and beat the Blue Devils 76-74. Hurricanes have won nine in a row, so they're no slouch, but Duke should not be losing that game, and Miami gets the job done. In other top 25 action, KU lost. Bryson Williams scored 22 points, and Texas Tech won 75-67 over the Jayhawks. Kansas had an eight-game winning streak snapped, and they fell to 12-2 and on the year. Number six team in the country, number two team in the country, lose. The number one team is Baylor, and they survived a scare. They were down by nine in the second half at TCU, but turned out to win it by 12, 76-64. They're really good. They're unbeaten. There are only two unbeatens now. Uh, USC's the other one. Colorado State lost. They lost yesterday. Colorado State was undefeated and ranked 20th in the nation, James. And I know that I've been upset that Illinois is not ranked. Like, it's ridiculous that Illinois is not ranked. They're a top 15 team. I don't know about top 10, but they could be by the time this season rolls along. But they should be in the top 15. They're not even in the top 25. It's insane. But they will be tomorrow, I would think. Uh, But... Colorado State was number 20. They lost by 30 yesterday to San Diego State, 79-49. So, you know, things start start to work their way out a little bit. 
That's a look at some of the top 25 action yesterday. But again, Missouri wins, though, over 15th-ranked Alabama, 92-86. Kobe Brown, 30 points, 13 rebounds. Mike Kelly, the voice of the Tigers, will be with us at 11.30 to talk about it. At 11.45, soccer fans will be excited to hear from Bradley Carnell, the new coach of St. Louis City SC. They start play in 2023, but they have a coach in place, and the man who hired him was sporting director Lutz Fanensteel. He'll be with us as well at 1145. When we come back, we talk American football with Lauren Lovett. Our NFL picks next from the Stiefel Sports Studio on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Block by the left guard Tom Ackerman. And right here, let's go downstairs to Bonnie. Marv, if you remember that uh, big run Robert Holcomb had on the first drive, one of the guys responsible on help busting him loose was Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman up front, and this is a unit that has played very well. A good night for Eddie George. 21 carries, 74 yards. The left guard Tom Ackerman with the block that, that set him free. It's a first down. I always appreciate, always. The great offensive lineman, Tom Ackerman, for making me look good. I am Tom Ackerman, the broadcaster, the great Tennessee Titan right there. And let's talk some football. It's time to make our NFL picks from the Stiefel Sports Studio. And here is Lauren Lovett. How are you, Lauren? I am fantastic, Tom. Good morning. How are you today? I am doing great. It's great to be on with you as always. And here we are. It's January, and it is time to pick as we have week 18, first time the league has gone this deep. And the playoffs are right on the doorstep. We have big games with playoff implications. But even bigger is the fact that you and I, after all of this, are tied. <laughs> we are. That's amazing. I think that's going to change. It is amazing. It is amazing. The last three or four weeks have been excellent for me, which has been wonderful. But I think today I have a feeling that we're going to go against each other on a couple of these games. So I, I, think I think there's a chance the playoffs, that. We might be different. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a chance today. of that for sure. Uh, so how did this um, – you did make a monster comeback. What was the biggest that it that it got? Seven? Was I up by seven at one yeah, point? Yeah, was, I was seven at one point. Yeah, seven back. And then I had two big weeks. I think I had a pickup of three and then a pickup of – too, so yeah. Wow. Well, it's been a, a great yeah. climb. It's been a great battle. You and I have gone head to head since week one, and here we are in week eighteen. It is time to pick. So we're going to go back and forth. Do you want to pick first, or should I? Uh, you go ahead and go first Ooh, today. All right. Oh, it's a tough one right out of the gate too. Cincinnati and Cleveland. The Battle of Ohio, the Bengals uh, own the AFC North title, first time for them since 2015. Cleveland season is going to come to an end, but a lot of times, a lot of times, a team will play with a little fight just to finish as guys are playing for jobs. And I may surprise you here a little bit because the Bengals are the better team. But I am going to pick Mm -hmm. the Browns at home to close out the year with a win in a game that really doesn't mean anything for them. What do you think? You know, I actually had a feeling you were going to. I was. I'm on the fence with this only because it kind of seems like actually Cincinnati is not maybe going to start some of their starters today. Um, so I'm not really sure about that, but I, I'm going to go against you here. I mean, we know both teams are without their starting quarterbacks today. 
I think what for me is, is the issue with Cleveland is after watching that Monday night game, which I watched the entire game, the Browns just looked so pitiful. Um, I definitely should have taken the Steelers. Like we discussed Mayfield was a nightmare. The whole team was terrible with the exception of Chubb, who seemed to be the only one that was able to do his job. The Bengals still have plenty to play for. I know what you said for sure, but I think you know, postseason seeding is a big deal. It is at stake. And I just think they can come up with a win today. I just can't take Cleveland after what I saw on Monday night. So I'm going to take the Bengals on the road to win today. I totally get that. And as Lauren said, Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield are not playing in this game. Green Bay at Detroit. Lauren, who do you like there? Well, there is a lot of talk about whether or not Green Bay is going to or should start their starting players. But LaFleur said that they are going to start, even though he said there's not a correct answer. He is going to play them. So Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, et cetera, will be out there, I'd say, for at least, what, a quarter or a half of the game. This is a mean-nothing game for Green Bay, as they have already clinched the top seed in the NFC. But they still want to come out and win this game, and they definitely should be able to. I do think Jared Goff will be able to play today, but... Regardless, I'm going to take the pack on the road. I'm with you, Lauren. I'd be disappointed if the Packers finished with a loss here. I think they want to go in feeling good about themselves. And regardless of who starts in this game, they're still just the better team overall. And I like them, too. Green Bay over Detroit today. Chicago at Minnesota. The Bears have had a disappointing season, that's for sure. When are the Bears ever Mm -hmm. going to be good? That's the question. But so have the Vikings. So the Bears are 6-10. The Vikings are 7-9. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings at home in this game. Lauren, love it. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, both of these teams are out of playoff contention. When they met in week 15, the Vikings dominated on defense. The Bears were missing numerous players due to injury or COVID back then. Um, But, you know, Cousins is back in the lineup for the Vikings. I do think they could go either way. But when it comes down to these two teams, I have to take Cousins over Dalton. So I will take the Vikings at home. A couple of other disappointing teams, Washington at the Giants, the Washington football team 6-10. and 10. The Giants are 4-12. and 12. What do you think about this game? Well, I have to say I am more excited to hear about the announcement of what this franchise will be officially named on February the 2nd uh, than I am to watch this game today, to be honest. Yeah, maybe I mean, we should just bet already... on that. <laughs> Right, maybe, maybe. I just hope it's uh, it's got to be better than the football team. So, I mean, again, both these teams are eliminated from the playoff picture. The Washington football team has lost their last four games. Giants have lost their last five. I think the Giants are in a free fall right now. They're just a terrible football team without Daniel Jones. So I am going to take the football team today. (laughs) I'm also going to (laughs) take the football team today. The Giants are pitiful. And I don't know when they're ever going to be good again. It's it's a shame, actually, that both New York teams are that bad because they really both have really good fan bases. Um, Indianapolis... At Jacksonville, I think this is an obvious one. The Colts have uh, still a lot to play for. They visit Jacksonville, talk about pitiful. Uh, The Colts have got to just go in here and uh, take care of business, and I believe that they will. Lauren? Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts today as well. I do have to say, I mean, I know we picked straight up, but I can't believe the Colts are favored by 16 points over the Jags. I mean, the Jags are a terrible team, but the Colts, in my opinion, are not – that good. I actually might take that bet today, separate from this. But in terms of our picks, the Colts are getting all their guys back. They're healthy, hungry for a win. 
Um, I, I don't see how they can't win this game. So I am going to take the Colts today. I'll give you a little insider tip. That line has moved down to 14 now. So I think that, oh, is it now? Yeah, okay. I think that a lot of people are seeing what you're seeing, and Vegas is adjusting the line accordingly. So it is now. I should have took it at 16. Should <laughs> <laughs> have took it when I, when I had the chance. Yeah, it's 14 right now. So we'll see what okay. happens in that one. Uh, let's continue on as we have Pittsburgh at Baltimore today. Um, where are you going on this one, Lauren? Uh, this is another tough one. Um, as you know, I almost took Pittsburgh last week. I didn't. I wish I had my darn crystal ball. It still has not arrived. But the Ravens secondary is kind of in shambles right now. They've lost Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. I think they're without Anthony Everett as well today. Huntley I don't know. He's been playing really well. I think he held his own against some really tough defensive teams. But with all the data I've looked at, I still like Ben and the Steelers in this matchup. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh on the road today. I got to take the Steelers too. You know, Ben Roethlisberger playing with pride. He proved me wrong last week. And I I think Mm -hmm. that he can uh, get a victory here. Um, If the Steelers get a win and Indianapolis loses, and there's no tie between the Raiders and the Chargers, uh, the Steelers will, will get in. And, you know, that's, that's possible, I guess, uh, if, if the Colts choke on the road. But uh, they'll play with pride, and I agree with you. The Steelers get a win here. Uh, Tennessee at Houston. Uh, the Titans are surprisingly good. I mean, they're good. I think we all know that. But the other thing, right. I don't know that people around the NFL realize how good they are. Um, they want to be like the Packers. They want to have that buy in the AFC. Um, and they have to get this win today, and I think that they will. Yeah, I agree. I don't, you know, I have to say that when I look at the Titans' records, you know, their record looks a lot prettier than their stats. So I do think they're a good team. I don't think they're an amazing team. But that being said, they're playing the Texans today. The Titans' offense will be much better equipped. I think the last time these two teams met, AJ Brown left the game early with a chest injury. He's healthy. Julio Jones is back. Um, Tennessee's defense has been playing well in the last four games, but I don't see how Houston has a chance here today if Tennessee just takes care of the ball. So I, too, am taking the Titans on the road. That takes care of the noon games. Let's get into the afternoon games. 325 kickoff, New Orleans at Atlanta. What do you think about this one, Lauren? Oh, uh, I'm going to take the Saints today. They're still in contention heading into today's game. Their offense has not been playing well over the last few weeks the Saints are actually dead last in NFL on third down conversions right now Um, but what I feel good about in this matchup is the Saints defense they have not allowed more than two touchdowns in any game since week 13 against the Cowboys I also think that the Falcons have kind of been on the struggle bus they aren't playing for anything here really but their pride my only caveat here is Kyle Pitts you know uh, he needs just 59 yards to break Mike Ditka's 60-year-old record for the receiving yards by a rookie tight end, and he went from not practicing to limited on Thursday. Um, so yeah, for me, but all that being said, I'm going to go with my gut and take the Saints to win today. Wow, good note right there on Pitts. He's a good one for sure. Uh, New Orleans at Atlanta. I'm going to go Saints also. Uh, if the Rams win and the Saints uh, get this win, then they are the final wild card in the NFC. And, you know, I think that they obviously have a ton to play for, and I think that they win this game as much as I'd love to go against you on one of these. Uh, The Jets at Buffalo, I mean, this is a slam dunk. The Bills are just Mm -hmm. the better team, and the Jets are awful. I've got the Bills in this game, Lauren. 
Oh, me too. I, I like the Bills here. They need this win. They want to lock up the AFC, although I don't want them to. Uh, the Bills Mafia will be in full effect for this rival game. I mean, it'll be sold out, loud, cold. Um, the Bills have the best pass defense in the league. As long as they don't give this away, it'll be a win for them today. So I, too, am taking Buffalo at home. Your Patriots need some help. Uh, that's for sure. They need a lot of help if they're going to get the top seed in the AFC. Can they win at Miami today, Lauren? I think they can. I'm going to take my Patriots today. I mean, this is a potential division title. Uh, the Dolphins are finished, and this is a really important win, like you said, for New England. Miami's offense looked a little off last week, a little discombobulated. I'm sure they're going to play hard. I think they're a talented team. But the Patriots have one of the best defenses in the league, and I think their rushing attack will be the difference in this game. I think they should be able to run on the Dolphins and score enough points to get the win today. So I am taking the home team, New England. The Dolphins historically have been pretty good against the Patriots at home. I really want to go For against sure. you here, but I, my brain tells me not to. The Patriots are going to win this game and try to get themselves in solid position for the playoffs. So I am also. But you're right; they don't usually they don't usually do well at Miami. So you're absolutely right on that point. But yeah, yeah, I I think I think they're still going to come up with the win. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know why that is, but they've had some shaky games at Miami through the Mm -hmm. years, as good as the Mm -hmm. Patriots are as a franchise. Carolina at Tampa Bay is a little easier for me. I've got to go with the Bucks here. Can we stop talking about Antonio Brown, this drama behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Tom Brady uh, finishes the job today and gets this team in good position moving forward. They beat the Carolina Panthers, Lauren. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, the Bucks already secured the division in home field, but Bruce Arians already said they won't be resting players. So Tom Brady will be out there with all his field players, of course, minus A.B., um, but the Panthers have been just terrible. They've what, lost now six in a row. They haven't even really even been competitive in them. Their offense is terrible. I am too taking TB12 and the Bucks at home today. Arizona's a strange team, and they got off to that great start, then they really slipped, uh, but then they came back and beat the Cowboys. You just never know what you're going to get with them. They could actually still win the NFC West if the Rams lose. They're going to have to beat Seattle, though. Can they do it, Lauren? Right. Well, this is a tough one. I have to be honest. You know, I know I wonder where you're going with this one. I'm curious. But uh, since I picked first, let's go. I think, I mean, the Niners do need this win to earn a spot in the postseason. The Rams need this win uh, as the NFC West division titles on the line for them. I think this is going to be an awesome game first off. But, you know, if you look at the record strictly, you'd probably be surprised. But the Rams and the 49ers, I mean, if you look at their records, right, I mean, the Rams look like the superior team. But they're both – they hold the top two offenses in the NFL right now, at least when it comes to yardage. Uh, They're both averaging 6.1. 49ers are averaging – five-point yards per pass attempt. The Rams are averaging 8.1 per pass attempt. So that's the third consecutive in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. So two really explosive offenses. Um, I don't, the secondary for both these teams is kind of weak. They both defend the run better than they defend the pass. However, the secondary for the 49ers is even more tattered right now. They're, they have a, quite a few injuries still, some guys on COVID. So based on that, I, I just think the Rams are a little bit healthier and better equipped than San Francisco today. So I am going to take the Rams to win today. I am also taking the Rams. Okay. And then what do you think about Arizona-Seattle, Lauren? Uh, the Cardinals have already clinched a spot in the playoffs, but they can capture the NFC West today if they beat the Seahawks and the Rams lose to the 49ers. So um, 
earlier this season, the Cardinals were able to beat up CL at home. I expect them to be able to do that again today. I am taking the Cardinals at home. Yeah, I like Arizona as well. And then I'm going to go Chargers winning at the Raiders. What do you think about the game in Vegas tonight? Yeah, the only thing that I'd love, assuming the Colts beat the Jags, which they should, wouldn't you love to see these two teams take a knee on every play, (laughs) tie zero to zero and still make the playoffs? Won't happen. But, uh, yeah, I looking at everything on the um, this. The analyst of the game. I like. Uh, I'm going to say that I like the Chargers today. I'm going to take the Bolts on the road. All right, we'll see what happens. Appreciate the visit as always, Lauren. Good luck. Thanks, Tom. Have a great one. Sports on a Sunday morning. Mike Kelly, the voice of the Tigers, next on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly. Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We've had some fun today. Travis Ford, great to catch up with him as always. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs. You can go back on the Odyssey app, listen to the 10 o'clock hour of sports on a Sunday morning. We just finished our NFL picks with Lauren Lovett and Bradley Carnell, the new coach of St. Louis City SC is coming up at 11.45. But I mentioned this earlier in the show. I hit the trifecta over the weekend. My three favorite college basketball teams all won. My alma mater, Indiana University, was there to see them knock off Ohio State. I was in the house last night as SLU beat Iona. Rick Pitino and the Gales fell by a point at the end of the game. And my first love, the Missouri Tigers, put it on Alabama and beat the 15th ranked team in the country, 92-86, and calling the game the voice of the Tigers, Mike Kelly, the former host of this very show. How are you, my friend? Well, I've got a little bone to pick this morning, Tommy. All right, Um, let's go. How many many times on a Sunday did I sit there and across the console was this guy named James? (laughs) Affable fellow, very, very nice, you know, very personable. I mean, I left a lasting impression on him. I mean, you would have thought that the way that he conversed with me today on the phone, it was like he was either going to the execution chamber or perhaps heading to go have a root canal without the Novocaine. I just want to know, what did I do to James? James is all business. I mean, it doesn't matter if you are John Mosellock or Tiger Woods or Mike Kelly. We haven't had Tiger on the show. But if you ha- it doesn't matter. James is all business, man. He, <laughs> he dials the number. He gets people he's, on the show on time. He's quoting David Bowie, too. As I said, how you doing? Same as it ever is. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's not the same for Missouri, though. That was impressive last night, man. I mean, that that's a really nice win for them yesterday in Columbia over the tide, wasn't it? Well, you know, you're averaging, you know, under 70 points a game, and you score a season-high 92 and uh, made a season-high nine three-pointers. Uh, but more importantly, had a season-high 19 assists. And so, you know, with a shorthanded uh, lineup, missing, you know, two point guards, two ball handlers, and, Anton Brookshire and Amari Davis, uh, other guys stepped forward, in particular Javon Pickett, Dewan Gordon, Dejuan Gordon, and also uh, Jerron Coleman. And you know, Kobe Brown was just uh, continues to have an all uh, SEC type of season. You know, he, he struggled against Kentucky, got into foul trouble, but bounced back with a career high thirty yesterday. Yes, he did. Pulled down thirteen rebounds, and Missouri out rebounded Alabama. 
39-28. That has Conzo Martin written all over it. I would have to imagine that if this team is not playing games because of COVID, it doesn't mean they aren't practicing hard. He's got them working, doesn't he? Well, and, and the players and, and the coaches went back to you know being shorthanded. What do you do when you can only practice with five guys? You go to individual drills and you do you know, kind of individual one-on-one type of competitions where you're, you know, going back to old school type of rebounding and not being afraid to, uh, you know, put a body on one another. And, and that was important. Um, you know, the, this this team took a step in the right direction. And, you know, now the biggest question is, is can you, can you do it the next time out, which is Wednesday uh, in Fayetteville against a desperate Arkansas team that, Opened the season, you know, winning nine consecutive games, but now has dropped five of their last six games, and suddenly they find themselves 0-3 in the SEC. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't get any easier, no question. But when you have Kobe Brown, you have to have somebody playing a good, solid post game, somebody you can rely on. But he's more than that. He does a lot of things inside and outside. I also love the fact that he's from Huntsville, Alabama. I mean, it had to mean something to him to beat Alabama well, I mean, like that. It, it, yeah, and his brother, who wasn't recruited by uh, by Alabama, uh, you know, played a season high eighteen minutes, and he was a very valuable eighteen minutes in the game. But you know, for the first time, I, I really believe what happened and what helped Missouri is that they were able to force uh, Alabama to play small, um, and you know, they they were able to get uh, the seven footer Bediaco out of the game early, and so that allowed you know, Kobe Brown to operate against guys that were, you know, similar size, six, eight, six, nine. Uh, and then that made a difference in the game. You know, the, the other thing, Alabama just, Missouri played harder from start to finish, played harder than Alabama, guarded better than Alabama. And, and, and that's the one thing that, you know, you notice is that Alabama likes to get up and down. They like to score points in transition. They like to pop threes, but, you know, if you can turn it into a grinded type game and, and make it a defensive battle. It's, it's something they're they're not comfortable with. Missouri did that yesterday. Both teams were identical from beyond the arc, nine of twenty-four. But I know that Conzo likes his team to attack, and it's fun to shoot threes. I mean, if you make them, uh, it it is a lot of fun when they go in. But I think if you want to win, you've got to get to the free throw line, and they were able to do that. You mentioned it; that they played that style, twenty-one of twenty-seven from the line. But you know, to win in this league. Now you've got to be physical. You've got to use every advantage you possibly can. I just, you know, I, I, I'm just really happy for Conzo Martin. I mean, well, I, I am, I am too, and, and I'm happy, happy for the players. I mean, you know, you, you spend uh, a lot of time around the guys during the course of the season, whether it be, you know, traveling or or or, or whatever, and uh, you know, you see the amount of effort and, and work that goes into it, and, and it's nice to see them benefit from. Um, you know, from that hard work, but, you know, he, he t- a couple of guys that I think really took heed to his, and he didn't single anybody out, but he did say he's limited a couple of guys in terms of what's a good three point shot. Maybe you need to focus on driving the ball and, and two guys that I think did that. And the byproduct was they each scored 15 was, was Dejuan Gordon and also Javon Pickett. Uh, you know, both those guys are, are much better if they're attacking the basket as opposed to settling for threes. I listened to the broadcast as I was driving around St. Louis, and I could hear a different vibe from the crowd. Was it a good crowd? According to the box score, you had almost 11,000 people in the house. Yeah, I don't know that, 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 that it, was, it was quite that, but it doesn't matter. They were, they were engaged. They were enthusiastic. Um, they helped the team. Um, and so, you know, whatever the actual number was, uh, 
you know, hopefully next Saturday when Texas A&M is in town, uh, everyone will bring a friend. That's right. And you know what? St. Louis and Kansas City making your way to Columbia. And I am actually going to be in Columbia on Saturday because my daughter is swimming in a swim meet at Mizzou. And I think I'm going to stick around. Go stick around and see the awesome. Aggies. What do you think? Well, why not? Why yeah. not? You know? You know I mean, come see us. And it's okay. look, it's an hour 40 uh, to, to drive to Columbia from St. Louis. And I think it's about the same from Kansas City, isn't it? Some, something along those lines? I mean, uh, about that. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, roughly two hours. So, uh, yeah, they, you know, you got to draw not only Kansas City and St. Louis, but you also have to draw, you know, from that, that we used to always talk about in athletics that, 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 50 to 90 mile radius around the city of Columbia. Uh, and if you can do that, and, uh, you know, but, but the, the, the team has a right has, has to do something too. They have to, you know, put together an effort and, and win games. And hopefully, you know, what took place yesterday can be not only a jump stop for jump start for the team, but, uh, certainly for bringing people back to the arena. Amen to that. You know, you got to get this city buzzing. And, and if Columbia, I, you, you and I know very well when, when Columbia is buzzing about basketball, and it has happened many, many times, many years, it's a lot of fun. I know that they love this football team, and eventually Faro Field is going to be packed completely for college football. And uh, Eli Drinkwitz has some work to do, but he's working. I mean, he's recruiting. I think the biggest challenge is keeping them. Uh, that's uh, the college football is not easy right now, isn't it? It's not easy to navigate. Well, it's the retention uh, comes into play um, really for every program. And, you know, just to underscore that is if you saw any of the news conference yesterday from Indianapolis with the two coaches that will coach their teams in the national championship game, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. The second question asked of the two question of the uh, two coaches was about the transfer portal and their thoughts on it. Uh, so it's something that everybody is dealing with, and uh, you know, roster retention um, is is huge. Uh, evaluating those in the portal also is uh, is very important. So uh, you know, there there's free agency in college athletics, and uh, you know, the student athletes. Uh, are, are currently sitting in a position that they've, that they've never been in, and they're taking advantage of it. Yes, they are. And, and Missouri has a quarterback decision to make here, assuming that that's where they're choosing is between those three. Brady Cook, the Chaminade kid, good. I really liked how he looked against Army. Another local product in Tyler Macon is exciting, and Sam Horn. What is the buzz about Horn? How good can he be? Does he have a shot? Well, you know, I think he's a guy that certainly it'll be a it'll be an open competition. Uh, you know, when and if everybody uh, arrives uh, for for spring for a fall practice coming up, uh, you know, in in you know the latter stages of the summer months, um, you know, everybody will have an equal opportunity. Very very impressed with what um, you know Brady Cook did in the in, in the bowl game, and certainly impressed with with the way he continued to progress throughout the course of the season. And, and, and the work that he showed. And, and honestly, you know, I, I think, you know, all you have to do to really understand how, how much progress he made is look what happened to the guy who was the incumbent. Um, and, you know, Tyler, Connor Bazelak made the decision that, you know, if, if you look at it, he, he might have been the third-team quarterback coming into the season, uh, the start of camp next year. And so, you know, he took an opportunity to go to Indiana and, uh, wish him certainly the best, but uh, Brady Cook was very impressive, and you know, in, in in the bowl game, and did some things that 
um, you know, you, you, you like to see, you know, his decision-making, uh, leading the team down to, to score late in the game, but uh, also his ability to run the football to keep the defense honest. I agree with you. Basilak solid, uh, but very impressed with Cook for sure. And we'll see where Missouri goes moving forward. Let's go back to what you just said, Saban uh, against Smart, Bama against Georgia. So many people ask who's going to win this game. I mean, I really don't know. I mean, I think if I my gut tells me that it's hard to turn around and beat a team again. And I think Georgia might, based on what I saw, might have an advantage, but it's Bama. <laughs> and, and, you know, they find a way, Mike. They just find a way. I think it's going to be fascinating tomorrow. Well, I, I think the most important thing is can Alabama stay healthy up front in the offensive line? You know, the, the Chris Owens went down late in the, in the semifinal game, uh, but apparently is okay. Uh, they've struggled up front with, with the offensive line, with Dalcourt being injured and, and others having injuries as well. Uh, so, so how healthy are they in the offensive line? Can they get to Stetson Bennett, something Michigan was able to do because of his ability to get rid of the ball quickly? Can Alabama tackle in space? But then I think the other thing is, can Alabama run the football um, and, and prevent you know, those, those, those concealed looks uh, in terms of blitz packages that, that you'll see uh, from from Georgia, um, you know, can they find if they can run the ball, then then you've got an opportunity to get guys outside one on one in in pass coverage, and and then that plays to Alabama's favor. I I just think you know there's a mentality that certainly Alabama has been there, done that. Uh, Georgia's still trying to do something they haven't done, but you know I, I just think Georgia is really really good. Um, and I'm anxious to see a game. I think it's going to be a fourth-quarter game that comes down to a turnover. I agree with you, and I, I, I think it's a great matchup, and if people don't like it, well, then be better. I mean, be better than the top two teams in the country because they are out of the SEC. Well, look, you know, I mean, it's, look, Gary Pinkle, and I know the word leaked out about him uh, making the Hall of Fame, and it should be formally announced here soon, and I'm so, so happy for him. Gary Pinkle, my favorite thing about him, Mike, and I loved that they were number one in the country and beat Kansas uh, as a result, but that he went to the SEC championship game twice, you know, when, when everybody thought you can't do it. I mean, it, it can be done. You can it, just be better and get, get as far as you can. Well, to your point about winning, um, it's it, one of the, one of the most overwritten uh, falsehoods in college athletics is after the NCAA brackets are announced is that someone got snubbed. No one got snubbed. You just didn't win enough games. And if you're good enough, well, then you're there. If you're not good enough, you're not. And I think really that's the approach that, that Gary Finkel had throughout his, uh, his coaching career. If you're good enough to win, you do. If you're not good enough, then you don't. And so figure out a way to be better, to your point. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely going to be great to watch tomorrow. Mike, it's always great to catch up with you. I'll, I'll work on James' uh, phone etiquette and personality. Tell James I hope he has a wonderful day. <laughs> Love you, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. See you, bud. See you, buddy. Mike Kelly, voice of the Tigers, with us on KMOX. Eleven forty-seven. Back with the coach of St. Louis City SC next. Welcome back to KMOX. What a great opportunity to visit with some of the leadership of St. Louis City SC. Let's first say hello to the team's sporting director, Lutz Fanensteel. How are you? Very well, Tom. How's it going? It's great. Great to talk to you again. Uh, former uh, guest on the Garage Happy Hour, as a matter of fact. I enjoyed that very much. And let's talk about your new hire. Hello, 
Bradley Carnell, the new head coach of St. Louis City SC. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Thanks I'm for having us. Doing great. It's great to have you both. I know it's very exciting. Bradley, I'll start with you. What has this last 24 hours been like for you? Yeah, it's been an emotional roller coaster, and uh, obviously uh, people throughout uh, the globe, you know, really the well wishes have been overwhelming, um, and it's been um, such a, yeah, a, a warm, heartfelt story that's uh, meant a lot to me, and it's uh, something that I'm just finally relieved um, that the cat is out the bag and we can finally openly speak about it and, uh, and get to work, basically, because that's uh, what I'm ultimately here to do, and I just want to get to work and get on the soccer field. Lutz, you got your man. Uh, what was it like to, to finally get that done with Bradley? Yeah, definitely uh, um, big, you know, definitely very exciting, and um, I think uh, for us to get uh, the man on the highest point of the wish list, uh, the, our, the, 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 the top candidate, it's always something something special uh, in professional sports. If, if you get that guy which you somehow really, really uh, um, yeah, uh, got through a, a big process uh, where you know we had hundreds of applicants, we had uh, a lot of talks, but in the end of the day, with our checklist, we knew pretty quick that, that Bradley Carnell would be the guy we, we believe is the right man for the job. And uh, after uh, uh, a bit of work and, and, and good talks, I think uh, we finally made it happen. Uh, even more important, we made it happen one year prior to the first MLS game, which is extremely important uh, for me personally to have the head coach around to, to get him involved in the different kind of processes of scouting and recruitment to, to, to get, a, get to know the city, get to know, I would say, the soccer culture here in St. Louis and also be somehow involved uh, a little bit uh, on the, on the backseat uh, with the academy, but also with the MLS Next Pro team because we always said we want to have young St. Louis talent as quick as possible in the pro team. And that's also where Bradley, uh, who I also see as a very good developer, uh, will play a major role. And Bradley, one of the biggest reasons why you were selected, your MLS experience in particular as an interim coach with the New York Red Bulls, leading them to the playoffs. What is it about the St. Louis situation that attracted you, Bradley? Yeah, I think um, you don't have to look too far and wide to see um, Lutz's where he's been, what he's done, what what people he's worked under and some of the clubs who've played a certain style. And uh, if you look at uh, my um, sort of history as a player and, and as a coach, we've always been aligned in a, in a similar language and not the language of German and English, the language of soccer. And uh, we've always uh, had common exchanges about how we uh, perceive and believe the game should be played. And the more we spoke about it and, and the more we spoke about the community and, and uh, the working nature uh, of the environment here, that which was the best possible product to put on the field that would inspire the community and uh, uh, be able to, to get an exciting game plan model which would drive um, the stadium uh, full week in and week out, you know, and the fans uh, to cheer us on on the edge of their seats. So I think with all of these common synergies, uh, we were able now to come up with a solution and, and a game plan model and where we speak about the proactive uh, front-footed approach of, of our game model, which is very attacking and very transitional and, and very... Um, yeah, positive, aggressive is a term we've, we've been uh, dubbing around here in, in the office and throwing around the word. Um, yeah, we want to be very effective and efficient in all areas of the game. Um, and I think it's an exciting game model and uh, one that uh, we hope to roll out uh, in, or already now in the academies and the MLS Next Pro team, but for sure come 2023. 
And one of the other neat things about this, Bradley, is that you brought your family to this country in 2017 uh, after spending extensive time in your native South Africa and also in Germany uh, and other right. parts of the world. You've been all over the world, but you've settled into the United States, haven't you, in, in our way of life? Yeah, 100%. And uh, we're all, you know, my family's very open-minded um, and we, we love to experience new things. And uh, you know, it's part and parcel of uh, becoming involved in the professional industry that you would experience uh, new and, and, and uh, many things. And I've always been a person uh, or a player or a coach now who believes in a long-term process. And uh, over a 12-year um, sort of stint in, in, in Germany, I spent 10 years at two different uh, clubs. So five years, uh, five and a half years at Stuttgart, nearly four and a half years at Karlsruhe. So 10 years out of a 12-year span, uh, you know, so that just proves my, my character. And then seven years back in South Africa with a, an engagement there um, and five years nearly with the Red Bulls. So, you know, wherever I've gone, I, I've liked to have really um, stuck my feet in and, and be really committed to the cause and, and think long term. You've also spent some time in broadcasting, and I can hear why. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, catching up with you uh, in the years to come as you get ready for 2023. St. Louis City SC with Coach Bradley Carnell, Lutz Van and Steel. Congratulations on it, and to both of you, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Great to hear from both of them. It's going to be an exciting 2023 when they play in that stadium just to the west of our building here in downtown St. Louis. And as I look out the window of Studio B, I can see Blues fans starting to make their way to Enterprise Center. You can see people walking with jerseys. They're ready to go. One o'clock face-off for the Blues and the Dallas Stars at Enterprise. There will be a day where the Cardinals, the Blues, and St. Louis City SC play the same day, same time. And that's going to be fun on this street. Absolutely. Good to be along with you from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Tom Ackerman, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.